0: Swear to God,
1: if we don't start the show now, you're gonna to be too tired. We have to,
0: dude. I can't even. I can't even describe to you how awful I have felt for the past forty-eight hours. I have felt. I mean,
1: I have a guess.
0: Horrible. I felt so bad yesterday that I had to be couch locked for the entire day.
1: Yeah, I was and then
0: there. I still felt so shitty today that I had to leave work early because I felt like a hot mess express. It's just I can't When did California? When did Californians start drinking like that?
1: I mean I don't think we've I don't think we have enough of a sampling of true Californians. Um,
0: if, maybe sure, we but. maybe we do now though, because that was Maybe I could not keep up and i'm from ohio and ohioans drink that like they want to die
1: yeah most of the time they do i'd I'd say especially when you know you're going through a crisis or when you're celebrating something there's a lot of the winter
0: which is both i guess
1: there's a lot of reasons to uh to drink heavily in uh in ohio yeah um oh yeah so what's uh what's going on
0: in my life
1: just other, other, other than, uh, you know.
0: Oh, I got a, uh, I got new glasses today. I. Uh, That's
1: awesome. They
0: called me as soon as I was in the car on my way home to pick them up, so that was convenient.
1: So you weren't there for that. I
0: fucking called them all morning too, cause I was like, "Hey, just want to make sure you, uh, you're gonna get those." And they were like, "Yeah, we should. We'll let you know." And they like left it. They're like, "Oh, it'll probably come in at around twelve. We'll give you a call." And then they give me a call at three thirty. I'm like, "Damn! Like, what were y'all doing? I could have..." T- stupid i was like well i'll just go in tomorrow luckily i work right next door yeah yeah so i got my nerd look down i'm excited i'm excited to have breathable eyes people wear contacts know can get tricky
1: yeah
0: Uh uh-huh how about you what are you working on
1: nothing uh they called the pa from apple money called me today yeah and i was like oh shit Fucking maybe they have freelance or something. Maybe we've got more episodes and they're looking to freelance out some work. Yeah? But no, he's just asking my size for the crew of sweatshirt that they're making. So.
0: Oh. Bang. That's, yeah. That's kind of bullshit.
1: But, um... At least
0: you're getting a shirt, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah? Yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah. Pretty good.
1: My teeth are fucked up, but I called the dentist and, uh... What else is I'm gonna new? see him tomorrow. And we're gonna get these old pearly whites in order and work in order hopefully he's gonna maybe tell me it's not gonna be a root canal but it potentially could be another root canal so we'll see
0: so how many how many uh Procedures have you experienced oh my God. this year alone, alone when
1: your chompers. This year alone. So I thought I had a I had an emergency root canal that needed to be done before we moved here. So technically I had one done in 2016. Then I go to this dentist in California, he's like, Oh, your mouth is a fucking mess. Um, we need to replace all these fillings, we need, you need to get a root canal. I'm like, Huh, that's news to me. Um, considering I regularly go to the dentist that my mouth is so fucked up now. So this uh, this fucking jerk-off Because he, he's the one that caused this uh, new issue Replaced these fillings in my mouth um, But they uh, have been acting up So potentially they're you know fucking with the root And I'm gonna be I've been in considerable pain uh, Anytime I eat something So I'm like, that sucks So And I, you know you know me, punching walls in anger and frustration. And yeah, I blocked a you. From, mouth blocked
0: you from punching the wall yesterday. I felt pretty good about that.
1: Yeah, you, you know. You were going to
0: do it, and you were going to do it in the most obvious part of our living room. And I was like, no! We <laughs> don't, have, don't do we,
1: it! We have loud ass, fucking annoying neighbors apparently everywhere. Um, some act up in the morning when they're getting their kids ready to go to a. To school, yeah. And then we have other neighbors that have an annoy- annoying ass uh, giant dogs that aren't fit to live in an apartment building.
0: Yeah, that is a bit cruel. We have old enough,
1: people yeah. that l- listen to TV into the late hours of the evening because they don't have any other kind of company. And um, somebody's making fucking gravy onions. Yeah, what uh, the crock fuck Crock pot it's- concoctions uh, all the time. So, um, you know, that's fucking annoying. I've just been kind of fucking annoyed the last couple weeks.
0: I'm picking up on that.
1: Yeah, I know. But, uh, you know,
0: yeah, you asked what who... was
1: going on with me, that's what's going on with me.
0: Wow. For those of you who couldn't see, he held up his finger at me to stop me from proceeding.
1: He tried to interject, and I was talking.
0: Well, you know.
1: You don't like it when it's done to you.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm not usually complaining during that time.
1: No, you wait till after, and then we talk about it.
0: That's right. I try to keep my shit. Well, you know what? I keep that shit to myself as much as I try to, like, podcast Why? It. Well, because I may have an opinion, but it doesn't mean it's right or entertaining. You know what I mean? And sometimes I say shit where, like, I get not necessarily called out for it later, but it, it gets brought up like, oh, yeah, you mentioned that. And I'm like, uh, first of all, I don't even remember saying it. Second of all, I would prefer not to ever know anything. It's... It's hard because you remind – I think about it constantly. I'm like, oh, fuck. I hope I didn't say anything so much so that if I get into a like a political career later in my life that I'm totally fucked. You know what I mean? Because the of the archives of our recordings. Well, it could definitely happen. It's Although, possible. considering my intelligence level, not likely for me to get into politics. Although, maybe more so.
1: Yeah, I mean, politics on, are a dirty game.
0: Depends on what you're, you know, depends on the situation, who I run for.
1: Yeah, or as, more more appropriately. You could probably be making good, like, um, you know, it's if you just gotta, you gotta pick a position you're fit for.
0: Which would be none. So, so far, so good.
1: But there's low, like, entry-level uh, positions in politics, I'm certain. Like there
0: has a, to be I mean it,
1: or at I, least in certain you'd have to live in a certain town that you know there's do, there's places that elect uh, dogs as mayors.
0: Oh, cute, but they are definitely more fit than I, at least more generally liked. I'm sure about that
1: that's that's possible. It's not you know who knows who knows what the political climate in dog, Dogville is. <laughs> you may have a fighting chance
0: uh, well, I, all I know is I, I like the campaign that they run, sit and bark for yeah. Um, um, actually, that reminds me, because I've, I've really started to get my shit together, speaking of politics and such. I've really started to get my shit together, and I've started listening more to um, political podcasts, things that are current news, uh, especially I've been listening on and off to NPR on my oh, I wonder how that picked up. Oh,
1: Probably picked up well.
0: Sorry, can I continue?
1: Yeah. Excuse me.
0: Uh I've been listening off and on to NPR on my on my hideous drive home and I do feel like a certain uh fake amount of power that's coming along with that cuz I'm I feel really knowledgeable for about 30 minutes afterwards and then I've forgotten most of what I've listened to cuz everything just kind of blends together for me. I really don't think I have a mind for it, but I really want to and I don't know what to do because I feel so pressured by all these uh all these uh I guess podcasters who are like if you're a millennial, you need to be involved, you need to be knowledgeable, you need to be you know there because that way it's the only way we can get fucking Roy Moore out out of the
1: I think Roy Moore's doing a pretty good job of getting himself uh not well liked by his constituents because of the you know the molesting and stuff
0: that old song and dance well that's just because it's Alabama but I'm still like
1: you sound very like you just have the general sense of the vibe
0: yeah and that's hard because I need to get more detail oriented I mean I said I would never talk politics on this podcast I just think it's important instead
1: you decide to talk very much about politics (laughs) on this podcast
0: no I'm not at all you're
1: on the risk I see like on a I listen to Abe Lincoln's Top Hat um it's the only political podcast I listen to and I only do because I kind of like you know, those guys I like last podcast, but I, I find myself listening. I'm like, they're just kind of saying the same shit all the time.
0: They say the same thing. Every and I think that's kind of what, I
1: think that's kind of what happens when you're, uh, when you talk about politics is that you have to make this stuff fresh because it's like, you know, a 24 hour news cycle type of thing right. or whatever, or, you know, just, you have to constantly produce content for your audience. So you feel the pressure, the pressure's on, especially mm-hmm. when you're talking about politics, kind of like be accurate. So you tend to send, tend to stay within the same alleyways. That kind of like you maybe pick an article or a topic, but it eventually leads back to the voice that you're trying to say. There's there's you know more basically there's more conservative or liberal minded, or you can be an annoying like Jim Carrey type of fuck what? who basically takes everything down the alley of like ah it's just you know it's all like um, uh huh anarchy rules and you know there's nothing like a nihilistic point of view of, of of the world in general I was watching the Andy Kaufman uh Jim and Andy documentary on Netflix this morning um which is if you haven't or are not aware when he played Andy Kaufman and Man on the Moon the comedian Andy Kaufman um he didn't ever leave character so he stayed Andy Kaufman uh, like uh, like off on his off time as yeah. well and he had people filming him and stuff
0: like method acting yeah
1: and it's uh they put a gag order on the footage or universal put a gag order on the footage not to be seen um by anyone because they thought he would come up as a fucking asshole and he says this in the documentary i'm like man yeah you really should have kept that secret like you're only becoming more of an asshole the more we find out about jim carrey like his shitty paintings and like his his, his his
0: shitty paintings
1: you remember like jim's carrie jim carry posted that like painting video and stuff don't look it up fucking now
0: well i gotta look it up now
1: no we're not gonna look it up now
0: why not you can keep talking and i'll look it up but you, you don't, don't
1: need to watch it
0: there's no we oh you can't see, you can't just see images of it you have to watch a video no
1: it's like a video
0: oh never mind
1: no it's a video but then he so I'll watch this, it later so yeah it's 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 kind of like oh man fuck he, he's kind of, like, trying to break down his, uh... And then I watched him on Norm Macdonald, and he was, like, destroying Norm Macdonald's set. And, like, just, you know... this None of this matters. It's all, you know... I think it fucked him up being in that movie. Like, trying to be Andy Kaufman fucked him up.
0: Well, I guess if you if you can get yourself into the role, and then you just can't get yourself out of the role...
1: One of my favorite sure. actors of all time. Made, made some of my favorite... Earliest favorite movies, like Dumb and Dumber, The Mask. And, uh you know, fucking The Majestic. No, I I never saw that 23?
0: It's not one of your favorites? No. He's made... I mean... Weird.
1: There's Eternal Sunshine, and Spotless Mind.
0: You could say it's a classic. That's
1: good. That's kind of one of his later ones. That's good. But anyway, um... Oh, fucking Ace Ventura. The Ace Ventura movies.
0: Hell yeah, dude. Love those two. Pet Detective.
1: Yeah. I, I love those movies. But, um... What was I talking about? Nihilism, pol- political podcasting? Yeah, stuff.
0: so here's my thing on that, and I swear I'll stop talking about it soon. But I, I, like many others, I, I assume, uh, who have started doing that and listening to like, Slate's political gap vest and Crooked Conversations and shit like that. With, um, It's just... Everybody's always talking about the same thing. It's always negative everybody's pissed off and i mean rightly so on multiple accounts but fuck guys like sometimes it stops being information and it's just regurgitation <laughs> oh god babe oh,
1: pardon me i wonder how that picks up on the lot the lob mic we're doing a oh i'm gonna talk about this because i'm excited the lob mics we got the different setup to get around the the usb hiss mic so hopefully this sounds better
0: hopefully it sounds better and i know it's a hell of a lot i saw easier. like a
1: huge spike in the audio when i belched though because it's like right up my throat
0: that's great babe <laughs> but yeah uh anyways
1: anyways um yeah
0: so yeah i'm kind of annoyed by that and i would love to find if anybody knows of any podcasts that are informative and. Oh, not just completely run by opinions and love for Hillary. God I feel damn like that's Clinton. pretty
1: that's pretty impossible. But,
0: yeah, I know. I really do know. I would love just some independent
1: everybody's got an agenda, even if they say like they try to be you know fair and balanced or whatever. that's what Fox News says. That's their slogan. And I think that's a standard that the media says they live by but um
0: i've been pretty satisfied to be honest it's either
1: liberal or it's more liberal or conservative the you can't because you, you have people you know reporting the news and they're going to report it a certain way there's it's it's difficult to have like a fact-based completely fact unbiased way also that doesn't really make for a good show either which is what they are you well, got to remember these are, these are shows and people like rush limbaugh or whoever because they like the personality behind it alex jones huge personality behind you know stuff is his bullshit that he fucking says
0: oh yeah any oh well, i said we wouldn't get political but yikes um I, I was actually listening and i like npr because i like the diversity that some sometimes it presents uh with topics like sometimes they're talking about the housing market and uh recent bills that were going into place and i learned so fucking much and i loved it because i think about buying a house constantly and how I can't afford to buy a house and how I probably will never be able to afford to buy a house because it's only isn't that awesome
1: worse. We'll never have a slice of the American never have a cold spot of land to call our own we'll just be renting for someone our whole lives my goal is to eventually get a place I was actually oh my god Chi Chi's eating part of the fucking chair
0: <laughs> I just saw
1: him take a bite out of the plastic what
0: the fuck Chi Chi could you um could you not Chi Chi well, he's
1: licking the handle now. well
0: he just he just likes to lick things
1: Guys, this is truly upsetting. Stop it. Get away from my chair. My, 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 the leather on my chair is getting so old that it's like starting to flake off.
0: I have nothing to throw at him, but this is so typical of him. He always makes it all about Chi-Chi. It's
1: not food, Chi-Chi. It's chair.
0: Just, <laughs> he's about to do something. There's a, yeah, he's just going to sit in it.
1: Oh, now. wow, he's in it. He usually never gets up in it. That's like I, what Gray Man used to do. I love
0: catching him sleeping in that or chair. There's that
1: little bell jingle. That's my little chi getting up in there.
0: Well, I do... I do just...
1: Do you not talk about Alex Jones for what love of God? What? Were you about to? No. Because you got that look on your face and then you Googled something when I said Alex Jones. Well, it's Jones. because
0: I was talking about journalism and how annoying it is when it's just all completely just... Just fucking... It's just uh, like shit-stirring or hate-mongering. And uh, I looked it up and I... Listen to a podcast that um, was, uh, it was a super old school reporter from CNN back in the day who I just recently started following. But he was discussing the basic principles of journalism, which is the five core principles of journalism truth and accuracy. Journalists cannot always guarantee truth, quote unquote, but getting the facts right is the cardinal principle of journalism. Independence, fairness, and impartiality. Humanity. And accountability, which I think, all that summed up is is really beautiful. But um, uh, what? <laughs> not sure if I've really witnessed any of that. You feel me?
1: You mean in like terms of today's journalism or ever?
0: No, I think I think a lot of today's journalism. But Dan Rather had a really Dan Rather is the gentleman who I'm speaking about. Um,
1: oh, Dan Rather.
0: Yeah, he he had a really interesting point, which he was saying that to be honest, and this is hugely summarized, but he felt that journalism was actually better nowadays, because there was a lot more information, which I think makes sense.
1: There's a lot more information, but it's kind of like I don't know how, the reason I the reason we, media is important is because it sort of is able to distill importance of things um, down to facts, down to what you need to know, but since there's so many facts... I think people are unable to take in pure information like a machine so we need this um, over the top point of view sometimes to get to process things.
0: Mm, yeah, I think that we need to be So that's spoon-fed. why we, that's
1: why we you know, you read certain websites or whatever to get your news or listen to certain podcasts or listen to the radio, or read, you know, the paper, or whatever, read, you know, whatever journalistic publication you subscribe to to get your information. I think it's. Um, I don't know. I was. I was. Lo- I was gonna be a, like a journalist, in my early, educate. Like in when I was in high school, I was thinking about it. I was working for the school paper. And stuff. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. You did. And
1: I was like, oh maybe this will be. A-. And then I interned at a newspaper in Dayton.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, I was like, eh, this isn't for me. That's not for me.
0: What was it about it that you were opposed to? Um,
1: I think it was just kind of like how, I don't know, it just, it, it just wasn't, I mean, it wasn't for me, it just wasn't for me, it's not like like I don't intake the news, you know what I mean, like, I I knew I wanted a job in media somehow, so I thought, like, you know, journalism was a reputable, honorable career, and I'm actually kind of glad I didn't major in that, because I see the state of things being what they are, and it's, I, I don't know, I don't know if I'd be happy writing News stuff or reporting on stuff.
0: It's a bit salty. as I,
1: as I am now in my current job. I like I like reading stuff. Yeah, but I think at the same time, you just always have to keep in mind. What I guess I'm trying to say is, you always have to keep in mind that whoever is giving the reporting the news to you has a, if even if they're deluding themselves into saying it's not has a you know reputation or a point of view or a. If you want to call it a vendetta, maybe in some cases, mm-hmm. in regards to when they're reporting stuff. But um, I actually think in a lot of ways, Twitter is one of the best news places. Because if you see a news yeah. um,
0: I have noticed. article
1: and you go to Twitter to kind of like see what the opinions are of other people. I think it's an interesting form that kind of we're all sort of reporting stuff. Yeah. Um, and in certain cases, you see the truth like with... Like political gatherings, like protests and stuff like that, you can see in real time kind of what's going on mm-hmm. from Twitter.
0: Yeah. More
1: than you would a news article. So I think the thing is just changing. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. I think I think people have different well people have different priorities now. People have different uh, a different kind of access to communication, and with that is only going to come just a natural uh, evolution, if you will. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm okay with, and we, speaking of which, deleted our Facebooks, me for the oh, third cool. fucking time. So can
1: I, um, can we start, I have a, in this is a good segue into what I was going to talk about, actually.
0: Yeah, do your
1: thing. Today, I've got a couple articles, one is heavier, the other is lighter. I'm going to go with the heavier one first.
0: Nice, start with a meal.
1: So, a uh, and this is just food for thought, speaking about having agendas and vendettas, I have an agenda against Facebook.
0: Okay. Uh, I think
1: it's a shit website and I think everybody should get off it.
0: Fuck yeah, man. I
1: think it's a bad place. We all need to just delete them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, This is from Popular Science. A psychologist explains why those Facebook product ads are so darn compelling. Brands know exactly how to play into your mistrust of dot 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 brands. Um, You will probably want to own a mattress you've seen advertised on Facebook. Or maybe it's not a mattress you crave. Maybe it's that invent reinvented bra it's the wool shoes it's the super soft model undies it's whatever ad or 20 you've been targeted to within the past year the product itself isn't even relevant it's the marketing strategy that gets you yeah that's right gets you (laughs) people that have this psychological gratification from feeling good about their own decision making says consumer psychologist and consultant kit yarrow it feels so good to feel that you've figured out this whole mattress thing, which, side note, there's way too many places to really know which is the best, I think, in my opinion. Um, but, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot. There's a lot of space foam mattress companies out there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And they
1: all seem the same. And they all... And are around the same price point. It's kind of like, is this all the same company?
0: And they all get shipped to you.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. <laughs> and everyone else is still going around lying on mattresses in department stores.
0: Hmm. Yaro
1: and well, you know, some people do. Yeah. We did. Well, I guess we did with two mattresses ago we did.
0: Yeah, a long time ago.
1: Yaro is Professor Emeritus at Golden Gate University and taught consumer behavior for years, but she's also a consultant for companies who want to figure out how to sell their products and to her, one of the big vulnerabilities consumers have today is the yearning to belong. <laughs> There's a sense of identity that you get from buying a small, innovative company that you just don't get from shopping at your local Sears. To buy a branded mattress isn't merely to purchase a bed, it's to become the kind of person that buys that kind of bed. You know exactly what I mean. Yeah. You want to be the purple mattress guy because you saw that egg commercial on YouTube and you're smart because you watch YouTube and you bought your mattress from YouTube. Do you what? know what I mean?
0: You can uh, see through
1: the – you could see the fucking – the, the eye behind it. Well, you
0: only buy a mattress like once every fucking lifetime. You know what I mean? like
1: Once every lifetime? Excuse
0: me. <laughs> well, you do? If, you're... <laughs>
1: if you do, if you're a, uh, a farmer and you make your mat- own mattress out of hay and you just restuff it, so technically it's the same one. It's always been. Um... You're the kind of person who has figured out those darn establishment mattresses, country, mattresses companies are up to And you're not to be fooled by the, you know, your certas Or your fucking, uh, uh, Tipurpedic? I guess that's Yeah, yeah, that's man. one
0: of
1: them I'm just, I'm making those up that's that's not fancy those, aren't, those aren't in the article or anything You've purchased a high quality, carefully crafted product that proves how savvy you are You've bought it at a price that tells you they cut out endless middlemen And not only that, but you feel good about buying from a company you feel you know. The fact that you didn't grow up seeing advertisements for these mattresses on TV makes you feel like it's something you discovered. It feels small and intimate and relatable in a way that generic department stores don't. Does that make sense?
0: Well, sure. But you don't get to try it. Unless but, you want but to but there's it the, there's,
1: there's all those guarantees and stuff, like with Warby Parker and, and, all, and like, you know, the Try On Glasses program they have. The, the, all those mattress companies also have, like, a 90-day yeah. guarantee. They all have the guarantees, mm-hmm. every single one. Yeah. Dollar Shave Club, all of them. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, it's not Gillette. It's, um, sorry.
0: Put your hand out of your pants. I'm,
1: yeah. Well.
0: You can't take it seriously when you're doing that.
1: I look like uh, Al Bundy,
0: prophesizing <laughs> on his
1: uh, throne. Um. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean when I'm saying like we didn't see you didn't you weren't like a five year old who didn't know what you're looking at when you saw an ad for like the clapper lamp. But if you saw something like it that was artisanal, it seemed like Mm -hmm. people in Portland used it, (laughs) and it was like a clapper.
0: Yeah,
1: you'd fucking be all about it. I'm not saying you specifically, but you know um, what I mean.
0: Yeah, as as advertising goes, I am not susceptible to any form of advertising whatsoever. Though I'm not. A that good... is
1: not fucking true.
0: No, it is. It's true. I mean, what am I? What do I go for? Tell me. It's not like I'm like rushing to buy the new iPhone.
1: Um, you go to Sephora.
0: Well, that's constantly. Completely different. There's no advertising in that. I just know the product I get every single time.
1: Um, you go to uh. Target. What? I don't know. You, you buy stuff. You buy shit. What do you mean you're not susceptible to advertising? I'm
0: not. I don't, I don't go for The only advertising I go for is when it's 60% off of the Halloween decorations. Fair. But I, again, I already know what I'm getting Fair into. Fair
1: enough. You're human supreme. But that doesn't mean <laughs> your intuition isn't right. It's think, I think there's a lot of hoodwinking going on, Yarrow huh. says. I think customers want to feel like re- they really understand a company. That seemingly little, relatable companies all play into the illusion of familiarity by targeting that desire. It's why there's been a move towards, quote, five-ingredient foods. Bon Appetit, the New York Times cooking section, Jamie Oliver, Martha Stewart, they've all got five-ingredient recipe collections. Even pet food is marketed as, quote, limited ingredient. Food mm. components, just feels more accessible, it gives the illusion of it being healthier and just, well, better. But do consumers really understand these companies? Yarrow argues otherwise. Getting these ads on Facebook certainly adds to its own veneer of familiarity. That products pop up in midst of your own newsfeed, showing the names of family and friends who have already pledged their allegiance to the brand with a, quote, like... And of course, the data that Facebook sells to these advertisers means that these objects for sale will often feel like exactly the product you've been searching for because they fucking collect your information and sell it at a Profit To these fucking companies
0: Wow there don't burst a vein
1: Just because you want to see like what your fucking family's been up to Instead of calling them You can just have a relationship over Facebook While giving Facebook a fair amount of your eyeball time Which is being monetized You need to fucking wake up people Delete your fucking Facebooks today You don't fucking need it Anyway (laughs) Alright let's see Complained about finding jeans that fit your butt once? Here's a chic new plus-size brand that specializes in your exact hip-to-waist ratio, and so on. But this still represents a general trend in marketing that cropped up around the Great Recession. Yarrow explains that consumer trust levels have absolutely tanked in recent years. The actual word she used was abysmal. And because no one trusts anything anymore, we're all constantly looking for verbal cues that tell us a product is real and valuable. The two big ones, quote, new and quote, technology. If those seem too obvious, think about whatever Facebook ad you found the most compelling in the last two months. Hey, heck, heck, make it make it the last week. <laughs> I got thrown by that heck.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could tell.
1: You've certainly seen the last few every time you've logged on. I, I, I'm certain of that. I can't think of any specifically because I have, but I bet if I just deleted my Facebook today, yeah. I, w- I could remember them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like,
1: even the colors of the ads and what, you know, the big language behind them were. I mean, I'm I could remember a few
0: because it's, they know I'm goth and they're always trying to sell me Disturbia, which is a good product, but, you know, I know. I don't have to be, ab- it doesn't have to be advertised to me.
1: Yeah. I but it, know. But, you know.
0: Damn.
1: It's all about money, baby.
0: Leave me the fuck alone.
1: That ad almost certainly impressed upon you two major aspects of the product. Number one, it's brand new disrupting the industry standards that came before it. Number two, it was exhaustively researched and designed with the best technology available. I saw one ad on my Facebook page the other day that said, quote, we've been researching how people have been doing doing this thing for five years, says Yarrow. And I just thought, you know, Procter & Gamble has been researching that for 55 years. Sure, some old companies have gotten lazy and stopped thinking creatively, she says, but sometimes younger companies force their elders to step it up. But in all likelihood, these older companies have a lot more expertise. Is this article possibly slanted that old people know, know better?
0: Why, that simply cannot be true.
1: Um, not that they know everything.
0: Not, but they, if they, sure, they sure wouldn't be anything. as quick on
1: this tablet, I tell you that. My, if I gave this to my, actually, my dad's pretty good on the tablet.
0: Yeah, my dad's pretty good on tablet. Actually,
1: they're pretty good at technology. My dad loathes technology. Hates it.
0: Well, it's a dad thing. You're not a dad unless you hate technology. You, yeah. have, to, you have to. But my
1: dad like, loves, like, certain technologies.
0: My dad likes the technology that does
1: Robotics work. and stuff? I remember he gave us a tour of the robotics lab at, um... Well,
0: that's different. That's our future.
1: Well, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Those buzzwords give you the illusion that you're buying something genuinely better. But it's an illusion. The good news is that the illusion is powerful, and it probably actually makes you happier with your purchase of, in the long run. Even if you paid more than you maybe should have. Because fuck you, you asshole. You thought you were getting a cool niche product? Hmm. Not even Yaro herself is immune. <laughs> I like that. She was walking through San Francisco's Mission District recently. She came across a beta brand storefront beta brand specializes in crowdsourcing their clothing designs to give consumers little quirks they crave a blanket that becomes a coat a dress with slim slimline pockets their storefront features people making their products in plain view and that combined with their like a fucking taffy pull and that combined with their limited product that gets me every time see how that taffy gets made That it gets yanked is
0: that, is that your- over
1: and over again by that you know That's your that doesn't need to change fuck yeah I'm I'm I'll willingly always stare at that.
0: Just thinking about it, pool. I can tell you're getting wild-eyed.
1: Getting wild-eyed, getting flush, a little blood rush to my penis when I start thinking about it. Um, and she came She bought the skort with the subtle a skort? I assume that's a short skirt. It's
0: a it's shirt. It's kind of like a spork. It's like a shorts and a skirt combined.
1: Oh, it's a onesie like from fucking Logan's Run or something.
0: What? Uh, no, it's more complicated than that.
1: With a subtle zipper to back back to hold a phone and built-in athletic shorts underneath to make it easier to bike to work. Like a jumper. Did you know British people called
0: <laughs> crew, sweat, uh-huh.
1: crew sweatshirts jumpers? You had some time to process it because the pizza man came and brought us pizza and we quickly ate a slice before we continued the podcast.
0: No, I... I- did know that because I you grew-
1: fucking liar.
0: I watched so much BBC television, dude. Of course, I fucking know that.
1: She was on East How oh <laughs> dare you? <laughs> How
0: dare you?
1: Um. Anyway, fuck, fuck this lady. There's a little bit left. Hold on. She bought it even though she knew exactly what psych- psychological what psychological vault- vulnerabilities Beta Brand was playing into. So that's the name of the company, Beta Brand. Shout out. Quote, I, it's just a score, she says, almost in disbelief. It's quote,
0: just a score!
1: Quote, but damn if I don't think I got the best score out there. You know what, lady? You <laughs> what know what, lady? Fuck? You know what, lady? Who's
0: buying a score. You need to, like, really analyze some of your life decisions if you're buying a score and you are not buying it for your 12 year old daughter. I hope and, and pray you have 2000s. a good.
1: I'm just going to tell this lady. I hope and fucking pray you have a good relationship with your family. What? Because you're fucking up everything else
0: what are you talking well that doesn't seem accurate it seems like you're just judging her based on nothing
1: well it's like it's kind of like she's just she's like see
0: see <coughs> 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 behind the curtain <clears throat> smoker's coughing but
1: then she's like fucking dick smoking cough
0: surprise <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> is, no, is that what you wanted to, to, um, to say
1: it was a good joke man gotcha got him
0: uh you fucking something
1: i don't know why i feel like i'm fucking live literally. i'm feeling just raw i'm feeling fucking unhinged like mania
0: listen unemployment and having all the time in the world to yourself during the day will do that to a person for I sure t- can i can tr- confirm
1: i tried to like do some some like application stuff today and i just fucking
0: well, there's just no point. Like, it, it's not gonna pan out until after the holidays. It just—that's just the way fucking shit There's just nothing works. out.
1: There's just nothing out there right now. Yeah, there's, there's just fucking doubt. nothing out there.
0: It's all right, dude. I mean, there's some stuff out there. It's just, just wait. I'm gonna go it's live in, in the be woods. Be okay.
1: I'm gonna cut trees down yeah. until we got no more trees left. Because then I know I can see like, ah, that's the tree line. I have till however long it takes me to finish this until the job's done.
0: So you just want to be like a. What? Lumberjack? But Like a freelance lumberjack? What's going on here? That would be cool. A freelance lumberjack? Yeah. I can't imagine anything more complicated. You wouldn't know who you were. You gotta give yourself... That would be cool
1: as hell. You have to give
0: yourself fully to the lumberjack lifestyle. You can't just partake in it, you know. I
1: do six months cutting the trees, Uh and then I do six months planting trees.
0: That's not enough time for a tree to really grow. Yeah,
1: but you know, you plant... You plant kind of what you cut down over the last six months, so you're constantly cutting down and reproducing and you start obviously with forests that can be cut down you don't like cut down the shit you plant no somebody in the future will cut that down until we run out of topsoil
0: I'm gonna be honest with you I don't think you're knowledgeable enough for this I could do it they were why do you think bad. why do you
1: think I wouldn't ha- why do you think I wouldn't be able to do it
0: I have never known you to want to be a lumberjack before and I'm then, just
1: saying it would be a stable job. I'm
0: not saying that you can't do it. You can do anything you put your mind to with enough funding. And- Wood
1: is cool, man. Wood is natural. We need it for stuff still.
0: I mean, with your facial hair, dude, you're almost there. That's true. From what I understand, that's 50% of the job.
1: That's what I hate about those guys that look like lumberjacks and then they don't do any actual jacking. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean.
1: Like, have you seen a fucking lumberjack? Like, we've seen Fire in the Sky. Like, those guys are lumberjacks in that.
0: It's true, it's true.
1: They're just normal dudes. They're not putting on a look. That's who they are, as men.
0: It's a code. Yeah. It's a way of life.
1: Um, yesterday I hung out with a bunch of animators and that was good for my soul though. I needed it.
0: Happy I needed to you. be uh
1: and there there's most there was a lot a lot of people from Ohio, which is good to see. A multi dult animation night mm-hmm. curated by the, the great Sarah Schmidt, Columbus's Pride and Gem, a she, banana meter. She's
0: Ohio sweetheart, dude.
1: Yeah, she ki- she's she's killing it out there. Um, I wanted to move here, but I feel like she's doing good work out there. No, we so need props. we
0: need soldiers in the trenches. She's front lines, I mean? man. She's doing she needs to be job. out there. She needs to.
1: Everybody loves her work. So I mean, props to her. So if she listens to this, Sarah. You're doing a great job. Um, I respect you. And it was, and it was great to see everybody else who was there last night.
0: Sorry that I couldn't come out, but I was half dead.
1: Hey, you let yourself get the better of you.
0: What?
1: You let your Saturday night self get the better of your Sunday and Monday. And
0: boy, so. do I regret. I had fun, but what? She's had...
1: barfing up so much shit in the I'm toilet.
0: Borfed, and I've never been more embarrassed. It was so embarrassing. I woke up,
1: embarrassing. up and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" I'm I went. I was okay. I was
0: okay. I was just too drunk. Like I was just a little too drunk.
1: You made the mistake. Number and one I, mistake you made. You didn't drink enough water when you got home, and you immediately went to bed.
0: Well, I thought that if you immediately go to bed, you just fucking sleep through it.
1: Nope. You have horrible nightmares, and you wake up vomiting.
0: I didn't have any horrible nightmares, but I did wake up vomiting, and I was really disappointed in myself. And I just want to say it on the air, on record, I apologize for really letting myself down. Well. Not to anybody else. I'm apologizing to myself. Because I should have should have had a better handle on it. I think it's just because I mixed my liquors. And I just am not used to drinking like that.
1: We need a bunch of beef. We had so much beef. So much beef. And so pork.
0: Good. So good. And intestine. Mm, it was so. Yeah, um, I was
1: like, this is a uh, pork intestine mm, we're eating. Luscious. And, uh, and they were like, yeah, hair. we fucking told you it was. And I was like, thought it was beef, but that's okay.
0: It was good. It was chewy, though. Too chewy.
1: Yeah, it was a little. I much. love
0: the flavor, but it was a little too chewy.
1: A little much if I'm gonna to be totally honest, but
0: if I if I could just if I could turn back town. Well you can't. If I could find a way. Do
1: you have an article? I do. I'm done with that one.
0: So uh recent recent news events have disturbed me and the reaction to recent news events have disturbed me even further. Charles Manson dies at eighty three Today. Thank God. Fuck
1: him. I hope he burns in hell.
0: Oh, I think that's just so harsh. I'm not, I'm not like a Charlie sympathizer, but I do feel a little bad for well, him. Well, he did
1: murder a pregnant woman.
0: Well, he didn't really. Not really. He's a
1: huge racist. Well, He's trying to ignite a race war.
0: Well, he, it was kind of... It just,
1: he was kind of an idiot patsy with no education who had been raised in the prison system. It's, he's kind of just like one of those fringe people that exist on our society. It's a cautionary tale.
0: He just wanted to stay in prison. He was happy in prison. If they had just let him stay in prison, he would have been okay. He just wanted to be a musician, and everything spiraled out of control. He loved manipulating people, and yeah, he did try to incite a race war. But in his in his defense, he was an idiot. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: well, I, he he just it was really it was. Fun. Text. It doesn't matter. But uh, you know, this article comes from Well, you know, he's a
1: he's a person of history as much as a Hitler is, or a you know, a um, But
0: he wasn't Jimmy Sibyl,
1: if you will, or But there were
0: similarities in, in
1: infamous quality there of There infamous infamous people in our history well, that are well known. I just think
0: that if people are like I fucking hate Charlie Manson, he's a piece of shit and all this other shit and I'm just like, Well, I think if you take that extreme stance, like you're not educating yourself in what actually happened in that
1: but I'm very well versed in Charles <laughs> Manson, and I still fucking think he's a horrible shitbag. No,
0: he is a piece of shit. But you know,
1: you just sympathizing because you like think he's cute. What? Yeah. Ew. Well, that's.
0: I can tell you one thing. That's not I'm it. I'm
1: trying to understand why you fucking are defending Charles Manson.
0: Because he was raped as a child. What are you, the in...
1: mind hunter? <laughs> are we in mind hunter womp, right now?
0: Womp. No, I just. I just feel kind of bad for him But I also feel bad for everybody You should
1: feel bad for everybody else <laughs> I really
0: don't feel bad for his groupies Because they're, they're even I think they're particularly pieces of shit I just You know I'm, so We lost like One of the greatest Beatles Today I'm just kidding <laughs> I meant to say the Beach Boys <laughs> I'm just kidding Anyway, Charles Manson, one of the most notorious, and if you don't know and you've been living under a rock for the last 20 years, uh, Charles Manson, one of the most notorious murderers of the 20th century, who was very likely the most culturally persistent and perhaps, that's an interesting way to say it, Mm. and perhaps also the most inscrutable, died on Sunday in a hospital in Kern County, California, north of Los Angeles. He was 83 and had been behind bars for most of his life. California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation announced his death in a news release. In accordance with federal and state privacy regulations, no cause was given. He had been hospitalized in January for intestinal bleeding but was ruled too frail to undergo surgery. Mr. Manson was a semi-illiterate, habitual criminal and failed musician before he came to reputable attention in the late 1960s as the wild-eyed leader of the Manson family. A murderous band of young drifters in California—I would say hippies, but yeah—convicted of nine murders. In yeah, all- there were more
1: hippies than yeah, drifters. They weren't really
0: drifters. That's maybe a few drifters right.
1: got in there, but well, he- more, and more like hippies, evil hippies, but hippies nonetheless.
0: Well, that well, that was after the Belladonna incident. He was known in particular for the seven brutal killings, collectively called the Tate Bianca murders, committed by his followers on two consecutive August nights in 1960. The operative words being committed by his followers. Most, with
1: his own, like, direction, though. But
0: it was half-hearted. It was kind of like, you should go kill him for me. But, Do you
1: think, like, um, link. Um, the guy who was in charge of Um Shinrikyo, you know, the sarin gas attacks? Like, um,
0: I think we're talking about a very It's very
1: scale. similar, though. No, it is, because they like, tried to kill people based on his directive.
0: The scale is so fucking totally fucking dead. and and Charles Manson was an idiot like he didn't
1: so was the fucking I'm think... guy did you hear that yeah. you pick that up Mike that little toot the most from Marquette?
0: famous of the victims was so sad Sharon Tate an actress who married the film director Roman Polanski the
1: he... rapist Roman Polanski Ugh. remember he did that
0: divisive Eight and a half months pregnant, she was killed with four other people at her home in the Benedict Canyon area of Los Angeles near Beverly Hills. The Tate-LaBianca killings and seven-month trial that followed were the subject of fevered news coverage. To a frightened, mesmerized public, the murders, with their undercurrents of sex, drugs, rock and roll, and Satanism, seemed the depraved logical extension of the anti-establishment, do-your-own-thing ethos that helped define the 60s. Since then, the Manson family has occupied a dark, persistent place in American culture and American commerce. It has inspired, among other things, pop songs and opera films, a host of internet fan sites, t-shirts, children's wear, half the stage name of rock musician Marilyn Manson, which, side note, everybody, not everybody, a bunch of fucking idiots thought Marilyn Manson had died. What the fuck? Really? Yeah, so stupid. God, how can you be so dumb? It has also been the subject of many nonfiction books, most famously, Helter Skelter, 1974. The Manson family came to renewed attention in 2008 when officials in California, responding to long speculation that there were victims still accounted for, searched a stretch of desert in Death Valley. There, in a the derelict place known as the Barker Ranch, Mr. Manson and his followers had lived for a time in the late 60s. The search turned up. No human remains.
1: Barker Ranch? Wasn't it the Spawn Ranch?
0: Yeah, it was the Spawn Ranch. That's weird. I wonder why they say Barker Ranch.
1: Maybe that was like a... <clears throat> I
0: wonder what weird. that's
1: about.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe that was a mistake on New York Times. Maybe they changed. Maybe they moved.
1: Did they move? Maybe they did move.
0: Oh, I thought they were always at the Spawn Ranch. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah, Squeaky was sleeping with the old dude. It was no, like she wasn't moving. sleeping
1: with him. She was like sucking his dick.
0: So she could get a room in the house. Yeah. Yeah. She's smart. It was a measure of Mr. Manson's holdover's followers, mostly young women, who had fled middle-class homes, that he was not physically present at the precise moment that any of the Tate-LaBianca victims were killed. Yet, his family swiftly murdered them on his orders, quote-unquote, which, according to many later accounts, were meant to incite an apocalyptic race war that Mr. Manson called Helter Skelter. Or, as his one follower wrote, Helter Skelter.
1: Misspelled it.
0: (laughs) yeah. He took the name from the title of a Beatles song, the White Album, because he, yeah.
1: yeah. just, yeah, I'll die.
0: Throughout the decades since, Mr. Manson has remained an Jesus. enigma, which doesn't seem right, but was he a paranoid he's just schizophrenic? A ma- <laughs> he's just a yeah. maniac. He's as not- some observers have suggested, was he a sociopath? Yeah. Devoid of human feelings? Have you met a musician who isn't? Was he a characteristic guru? That too. As his followers once believed, and his fans seemingly still do. I'm God, you're God, you know. Or was he simply flotsam? I don't know what that word is.
1: Flotsam and jetsam. I don't know what that means in mm-hmm. regards to that. That's too smart. Do <laughs> you reading the New York Times over yeah,
0: here? Yeah, I am. A man whose life the New York Times wrote in 1970, quote, stands as a monument to parental neglect and the failure of the public correctional system. I mean, Ohio yeah.
1: boy, did you know that Cincinnati, Ohio? He's from Cincinnati.
0: Oh, uh, I thought well then. I, I or his poor
1: mother, his uh, whore mother.
0: Sixteen-year-old prostitute mother, yeah, who he loved very dearly.
1: Flotsam: people or things that have been rejected or regarded as worthless. That's what that means.
0: That's definitely Charles. No, that's why I feel a little bit bad for him. It's kind of shit. Everything is shit.
1: I mean, he, you know, whatever.
0: I mean, yeah, he made he horrendous decisions, but...
1: He didn't use his time well. He's 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 a cautionary tale. I mean, Look at what there's, fucking
0: there's, happened to him, guys, you know? It's like... There's, yeah,
1: just, there's you know. people in our society like that that are... That their role is just to be like, yeah, this can fucking happen to a human being. And this is what they do to other human beings if these circumstances happen.
0: If you don't know anything about Charles Manson and, again, have been living under a rock for the last couple decades... I would highly recommend checking out this article. It does go in depth to his. Ew. Sorry. That was so rude. Oh my I god. I can't keep him in. Yeah, you can't, can you? Or you won't. <laughs> um, if you if you read this article further, uh, it's got a lot more information about who he was, what he went through, and, and his followers and all that jazz. Which I think you should, because if especially if you're gonna just say he's a total fucking garbage person you're right but there's a lot more to it
1: he's an interesting person from history um and uh, that's pretty much all I can say about him glad a, he's dead just
0: a tiny tiny dumb sad little man yeah who's now dead
1: now dead well, now he's just crap now he's just worthless a worthless corpse
0: yeah well so are his followers and I'm gonna stand fucking by that one
1: You hey, should. you totally totally should mhm um did so, you have another yeah why do marathon runners get the runs?
0: Whoa, shit! Jazz would love this! Because
1: it happens, you Cause, know? Yeah, because she's It happens to the best. Yeah, it does. You know, it's kind of, it's like, uh, we're not just solid things. Shit's moving around, so. Literally, quite literally, when you're, especially when you're running for long distances. It doesn't just work your leg muscles. Racing is rough on your intestines, too. In 2014, a woman visited a California's doctor office complaining of a year and a half of watery diarrhea. Jesus Christ. Watery diarrhea?
0: Wait. I mean, are you not eating?
1: Let's delve a little further into She's this. Like she coffee. seemed healthy. She hadn't lost weight and was in excellent shape. In fact, she started running two marathons two years prior and typically ran about 20 miles every week. Every weekend, Sorry. She she also mentioned that she was noticed noticed a correlation between her long runs and her uncomfortable bowel movements, hmm. which seemed to become less formed and more frequent in her intense training dragged as her intense training months dragged on. Her her doctors advised the woman to stop running such long distances, and her gastrointestinal issues stopped within a month. Kim Van Wick, a Netherlands-based physician and triathlete herself, remembers a similar experience with one patient who had a professional middle-distance runner. The athlete tried everything, giving up caffeine and dairy, as well as performing pre-rakes relaxation techniques to make her gut less sensitive. But nothing eased the discomfort. These women are not alone in either their grueling athletic pursuits or their resulting intestinal distress.
0: Jesus. <coughs>
1: On <clears throat> sorry, on November 5th, more than 50,000 runners will gather for the TCS New York City Marathon. And the port potties will absolutely be vital to a success, successful and bearable race. Oh, running, causes, running causes a span of digestive, digestive issues that range from heartburn and acid reflux to frequent bowel movements. The most common, however, are those in the lower digestive system, which include the small and large intestines. These issues could be as mild as bloating to, and flatulence to severe and bloody stools. Whoa.
0: Well, if you're doing that, something's wrong.
1: Doctors and researchers don't know exactly how many roses experience these belly aches, but they estimated around a third to half of any given time. One study out of the British Medical Journal found that almost half the participants in the 1985 Dreman Marathon in Norway reported some degree of runner's diarrhea during an... Ah, Runners' diarrhea during, the immediately fo- during and immediately following the race. Ah. Many physicians estimate that most people suffer from some form of intestinal trouble eventually. The good news is that these gut issues, while uncomfortable, are usually transient. Understanding why they occur may help some runners deal with these problems or at least give them comfort in knowing why it's happening and why, and that they aren't alone. One reason for the distress could be that our delicate digestive organs aren't getting enough blood during exercise. A condition known as ischemia, like anemia, but um, I-S-C-H.
0: But related to your butt.
1: Uh, or it's, No, it's blood getting to your, to your organs. No. It's just, you know, they're, not, they're just not functioning properly. Because when you think about it, I mean, your body, your blood bag inside your, your gut bag, like that <laughs> shit moves around as much as you move around. So if you're, you know... That's why if you fall from a great height, you know, and hit the ground, like, your your shit's hitting the ground as hard or, you know...
0: You heard it here, folks.
1: Shit happens inside your body. Take care of yourself. Um, any given moment the heart pumps oxygen and nutrients to whatever organs it might need most which changes depending on the activity at hand during an intense run the skin and large muscles are the most urgent recipients whereas the intestines don't get as much attention oh the neglect of the gutty works that makes sense while running our glutes are more of a in need of oxygenated blood than our stomachs in fact during peak physical exercise Blood flow to the internal organs can de-cre- decrease up to 80 percent. really? yeah, that's that's a lot. Damn. While that resource re- relocation may be necessary during a track race or a fleet from a danger zone during, during a zombie apocalypse, the lack of blood comprised of the mucus that lines the intestines make it more permeable and prone to the the disturbance. oh sorry in the t- prone to the disturbance in one review Brazilian scientists found that the lack of blood flow to to that digestive system was the most significant factor in runners nausea vomiting abdominal pain and bloody shits the tru- the tummy troubles don't end with, at the finish line either the morning and day after effects that runners often experience probably have to do with some slight intestinal tissue damage and the lack of blood flow says Van Wick though, it she, though she makes it clear that this injury is minor quote it's kind of like scraping of the skin, she says. Afterward, there are new cells and no lasting problem. Why is it so common for runners to have runny poop? There may, be more to, there may be more to runners' diarrhea than ischemia. Or else the athletes would experience the same rate as those in other sports. The Brazilian researchers showed us that fleet-footed red racers dealt with these problems almost twice as often as athletes from other endurance sports like cycling and swimming. Other athletes can get digestive issues, but most, but they are usually much different than the runner's trots and not as common. Swimmers, for example, sometimes deal with excessive burps. So you know, you use your diaphragm a lot. There's like a heavy intakes of air at once, and then you know, know, yeah. If you're if you're out of sync with your breathing in the water, you know, it could it could offset the pattern, and you could go into spasms. That that does make sense. I've had burps uh, from like swimming too long, so I, I get that. Professional runners are also three times more likely to undergo a bout of diarrhea than recreational runners. Researchers think the mechanics of sloshing your organs around for hours at a time likely amplify, amplifies the effects of the exercise alone. Some studies have found that constant gastric jostling of more than fifty-two thousand steps can lead to an urgent need to use the facilities, as well as flatulence and diarrhea. Sadly, there aren't as many there aren't as many strategies a runner can. Uh, to detect or sorry direct blood flow towards their intestines or keep them steady during the race. Marathon corsets are not advised.
0: Ooh. ooh wait. Ooh.
1: I guess that's a thing.
0: Well, I don't think it should.
1: However, athletes can control their diets and how much water they drink could also could make a difference of how the person's digestive system performs during long runs. One study found that Ironman participants that ate foods that were high in fiber, fat, and protein and dense carbohydrates during the shortly before the race we're more likely to experience problems. Because in, in, well, yeah. in terms of just life, those would cause fiber, especially <laughs> fiber and fat.
0: I think all that makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
1: Those foods are more difficult to digest than simple carbohydrates like straight table sugar. Mm. The intestines are, have to work harder to break them down, which is not ideal for an already weakened digestive system. Indeed, all the men who ate 30 minutes before the race threw, threw up during the mile-long swim the study did not include women, which is frustrating to the writer who is an Ironman 70.3 finisher. I don't know what the fuck that means. What? I don't know. Mm, I don't know what that okay. means. It's probably best to stay away from hard-to-digest foods prior to racing, but researchers aren't completely sure what's better. A carbohydrate-rich energy gels that are frequent, just frequently distributed throughout the races that the runner can consume before in, and intermittently during the race might not be any better. Like the squeeze bottle yeah. Um, gels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, this shit goes on and on and on and on. Basically, what it comes down to is um, we're just not built to do that. You're going to fuck your body up.
0: Well, uh, what I'm it's hearing not, is... It's not
1: healthy to run excessively long.
0: I mean, well, uh, Jess used to do long-distance running, and she fucked up her foot. She had to go to a chiropractor to get her foot adjusted because it was so, like, damaged from the longevity of her run.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's therapy. There's it can be a ther-, ther Running should be used as a therapy, not as a like I'm gonna push my body to the limits type of thing. I think if you if you use your body like a um a plaything, yeah. and not necessarily like I want to live in this meat suit. I don't want to just you know use it up till it's done. I okay. think some people they 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 do a lot of partying and shit, and that fucks their body up. But then uh, there's yeah. like the overly healthy people. Mm. that fuck their bodies up by being you know too too hard on them
0: I mean there's I think everything in life there's balance you need to
1: exercise you need to do some I like a recreational run is the best I am a recreational runner Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: um, I kind of push myself every time I do it to to keep you know keep going you set goals for yourself but you're not like I'm gonna gonna get I'm like because I've seen too many people that do this kind of that kind of exercise end up just kind of fucked up.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, my advice to you, my t- the takeaway for this week for you listeners are delete your Facebook and run a little bit, but don't run too much.
0: Um, I would like to make just a minor adjustment to that last statement. Uh, delete your Facebook and don't run unless something's chasing you.
1: But you should get practice, but it's good to have practice before. You Know what the first time you have to run for your uh, you, you, that you run for, in a long time is you're running for your life because you will be outrun by people who are faster than you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mild cardio.
1: Yeah, you should go up the stairs a couple times.
0: Just eat, you know, eat some salads. Try ten thousand
1: steps a day is equivalent Always to thirty take the minutes stairs. of workout. 30 I think, minutes of workout, so I think, I think everybody can do that.
0: The least you can do is just always fucking take the stairs. That's, like, my number one thing. I will not take elevators, unless I'm with my fucking coworkers who hate taking the stairs. And I'm like, you guys, we all work at a desk. We're going to get fat. I know. Is this what you want? You want to die in the apocalypse?
1: Just that office life. Stay, you know, stay present.
0: Stay yeah. present in it. So... Um, Are
1: you, uh, you got another thing?
0: Uh, I do, but you know what? I think I might just, uh, save this little gem for later. All
1: right, cool, because we're at, we're, I think we're at pretty much at an hour right now, so I'd, we can stop.
0: I'd hate to, you
1: know. Cool. Um, give
0: us too much content.
1: Yeah, we'll be, well, hopefully, I'm hope, my hope is, uh, next week, here's my hope. Uh-huh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start setting intentions.
0: Okay. My hope
1: for next week, this tooth shit will be at least. Progress will be made, mm-hmm. if not completely resolved, mm. by um, by the show next week.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the holidays will go over well. We'll have an enjoyable weekend. Oh yeah. And uh, we won't party at all.
0: Well, I'm not partying <laughs> ever again. I'm not doing it. Uh, I I can. Uh... I may, well, a little, but I'm gonna try not to because it was awful. Well, I'm not, I'll tell you one thing. That shit, I'm never going that hard again. I'm too old to be doing that. How old are you? Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: You're almost 25. I'm
0: almost 25 for the second year.
1: But you're not almost 26. (laughs) That's all you gotta
0: remember. (sighs)
1: That's all you gotta remember. Alright, follow us on, at CanetrainPod on Twitter, CanetrainPodcast, Instagram, and send any and all emails to CanetrainPodcast at gmail.com.
0: Please, just one email. Just proof. I want to know you're out there. Show me that you're out there. Prove to me you care.
1: <laughs> Take care. <laughs> yeah. Alright, everyone. We'll see you later. Bye.
0: Bye. Girl, bye. <laughs>